everybody. Welcome to today and welcome to Death Valley Girls Podcast. I'm Bonnie and I talk to heroes about what excites them and we also talk about the mysteries of the universe. This week we have Nora Harold back on for round two. After last week's horrible tragedy in Texas, I wasn't sure if we could or even if we should have an interview, but I'm so glad we didn't cancel. I learned so much from Nora and just love to talk to her. She gave me the best advice for how to move through these unbelievably hard times. I hope it helps you too. Please go to her page to learn everything about her. She is the best saturation of fairy and cosmic energy you could ever hope to encounter. I'll link all her info in the show notes. Now, please welcome to your head and heart, Nora Harold. Hi. Hi, Bonnie. It's so, so good to see you again. Um, yeah, you too. Thanks so much for having me back on. I just, uh, I just love hanging out in this space with you, Bonnie, and all that you do, all that you share. Right? Well, I just love you. I, think I you're love you too. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. I know that you're super busy, um, and I guess um, I want to just. Uh, this is coming out next week, but I think that that's even more important to talk about um, uh, current events because sometimes. They happen and people act like it's a TV show or a movie or something that just happened one day and then is erased the next. And I guess I wanted to start out by saying that um, at first I wanted to bring you back just because you're so much fun and I love your energy and um, been talking to a lot of different people that get different kinds of transmissions or have actually been aboard crafts or just different, completely different experiences. And I was just starting to wonder if there is any real 3D anywhere at all, or if it's all um, whatever. But then I asked um, our friend Yvonne Smith, who's the abductee and contactee uh, specialist. And I just, just as a, like a fun joke to open up, like the conversation, a fun joke, I was like, what's the one thing that is like a goofy thing that's in common between almost everyone all over the world that has these experiences? And I was expecting something funny. And she was like, well, the one thing I can say is that almost all of the different ETs or entities out there are saying you need to take care of your planet and showing people visions. And that just like struck me so hard um, obviously, but it's just, it's not something that's just happening to people in the U S it's not something that's just happening to people in Europe. It's all over the world. People that are having contact with beings are being told that we have to treat our planet differently. And I guess it's just, it's just so striking to me. Um, I was expecting her to say they don't have feet or, you know, something cute or funny, but, uh, just to have that be, the impression I was just like and I noticed that when you do a lot of your channeling or is that what you call it yeah okay yeah Yeah, when you do your channeling um it's 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 for empowerment and and love and to enrich and everything else it's not like um how we have like religion where it's like somebody on their high horse saying do this do that it's it's more like they want peace and unity and happiness, um, which is so sad that that's an evolved thinking. But I guess, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I love I love 
all of that. I love that that's what Yvonne shared with you, right? Yeah. I want to add on to that too. Um, That message is very strong. Yes, that we have to take care of our planet and our ecosystem, right? We also have to take care of our bodies. Right. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Because it's all interconnected. and, And so much of my work, I would say in the last decade, but even more so in the last few years, has really been about finding home both in our bodies and then on this planet, right? And I think a lot of the disclosure community and the the channeling community, right, gets very up and out, up and out, right? They want to go to like some higher plane that's, that's better, And sure, there are all those wonderful dimensions and realities to play in, right? But that's not where we are. We're here. We're we're here in these bodies and on this world. And we have to start treating this existence as if it is the highest possible existence we can be having right now. Wow. Right? That these bodies are identities, our personalities are the highest expression of our light, our love, our souls right now. And that we're here to collaborate with earth, right? We're collaborating with this home that a lot of us, I think, have had trouble connecting with because it's so hard here, right? There's so much hard here, right? Which I think takes us to what happened yesterday in Texas with the, yeah, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'll, I'm sorry. No, no, don't apologize. And I'm, uh, yeah, I have a lot of feelings about it. I've, I think we all are having a lot of feelings about it. And I think that sharing grief uh, publicly is a way to honor our bodies and our experience here. Yeah. It's our, our emotional reality is, massive and huge and rich and if we deny it we create serious problems for ourselves personally and then collectively and this is part of what we're seeing right it's a piece of what happened yesterday yeah well I just want to first say everything you just said so far is um just like deeply resonates with me and um everything I've been like pursuing the last couple of years, but even just today, everything you just said answered like, or uh, what's it called when you perfectly like curl the end or whatever the, I don't know what the, whatever the phrase is. It's just like, you just um, perfectly summarized what I've been trying to cycle in my mind over and over again. I really appreciate you talking about um, our bodies, our individuality and the fact that it's within, I think that we're not, we're taught. I don't know if this is just a current, like 200 years, 600 years thing where we're taught that it's outside of us. Oh, it's, um, yeah. I think it goes back much further than okay. that, right? The idea that God is outside of us, that God is on some higher plane far away and we cannot but hope to glimpse just a, to a, a piece of God, right? And that's been used in a lot of ways to disempower us. And then it's also been used to cause disassociation and to cause us to judge this reality as lesser than. Right. 
but we're all God. I don't even like the word God. I probably mentioned that last time I yeah. was on because it's been so used to manipulate and yeah. um, divide us, right? Religion yeah. in and of itself has been such a tool for control and hate. Um, but we are all that love incarnate. We are source energy. There, there is no separation from us and that love. And the more we remember that, the more we can live that, be that love in action. Yeah. Do you think, um, or I guess, is this experience we're having here um, unique to this planet? This, this like horror show kind of thing? No. I no. don't think okay. that is not what the information I've accessed has, has shown me. It's not what my channeling has shown me. Okay. It's not what my memories have shown me. Okay. What, what I remember as I dive into my galactic records, yeah. <laughs> right? So yeah. I see that why would we just incarnate on planet Earth? There's a whole universe to have experiences in. Right. But the way it is here of the um, kind of capitalist colonialism, like that stuff is that's not unique unto Earth. No, I don't believe I don't remember that it began. Okay, I'm sorry. I just just to clarify. Yeah, no, I'm glad you're clarifying. And I love that you're using those terms. Right. I love it. Yeah. No, I think we came here. um, What's happening on Earth are echoes of what has happened all across this universe oh wow forever and we're on earth right now working at reunifying working at remembering we are love and i know it looks like um in some ways things are getting worse right that we're fragmenting more and more but truly I can't remember a time in, in this body, in this life, and as I view my past lives on this world, when we weren't fragmented and right. divided by so many things, right? So I think what is also happening now is a greater awareness of a need for reunification. So I think we started at some point this world may have looked very different. Life on this planet, I think, was very different and maybe very joyful, right? And then things changed and we're running all this trauma and hurt and fear and distortions of fear manifesting as hate. And it's none of it's new. It's It goes back to so many timelines and so many different realities and star systems and lives, right? And this is the story that we tell and you can perceive it just listeners, no, right? As reality or mythology. It doesn't, right. it doesn't really matter to me. This is something <laughs> else I've really learned, right? Like I used to really think like I had to find the truth, right? Yeah. The ultimate truth. And how can I channel if it's not a hundred percent true? And well, there's nobody that knows the truth, the yeah. old truth, right? Yeah. How well, could maybe, we? <laughs> yeah. I think it might take that passion though, in the beginning to get mm. to a place of confidence is like, you know what I mean? Like once you're seeking long enough, you realize you are just a seeker. You're not a complete finder or whatever. Yes. I love that you said that. I I think that's very true. That passion did help me build confidence 
um, and that intensity helped me. And now I can confidently say there's not a single one of us that knows <laughs> the whole truth. We are all okay. seekers, right? It's all yeah. a mystery. Yeah. And we create stories to help us understand what is so mysterious to us. So this is the story we tell that earth right now and what is happening here on our world is the resolution of traumas and conflicts and wars and so many other things that have been happening for eons across this universe oh wow so I'm sorry I just it just popped in my mind is um one thing you said that I think is very uh unique unto you unto your experience and my experience from what I believe is that you said that um you think trauma is unnecessary um suffering Yes. Or suffering is unnecessary, yes. which I don't think, I don't think anyone that has suffered has said that. I mean, I just, I feel like. Oh, I used to believe, right, that yeah. my suffering was necessary and right. made me who I was. And that gave me some measure of intellectual relief. Right. When I but viewed not, my, right. But it didn't fix any of it, right? right. It didn't change my trauma. It didn't yeah. heal my suffering. What is healing for me is to get back in my body and recognize that that suffering did not serve me. Right. So I guess, and I hate, like, I hate making people uncomfortable, I guess, is the bottom yeah, line. T- but me too, but go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, I love just, it on some level too. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I just think it's necessary is that I guess like from what happened yesterday, I guess it's just like, it's just not, there's nothing to learn. There's There's nothing, there's no no good. good. So it's not even like a tipping of a scale. No, there's no, that my, you know, COVID the last two years with COVID and then the political piece happening yeah. at the same time right the 2020 election and yeah. all that played out I can't afterwards. even believe that was at the same time right oh yeah. no I know in the fall of 2020 when the election was happening and then after I I felt like I had nowhere to go for relief because I would try to turn away for a moment from the pandemic and then right in front of me was the the potential that you know we would slide further into fascism yeah and it was so I was so compressed back then right I'm not feeling that today although the threat is certainly it's ever present right now right we are going through massive massive change but what I really started to examine especially as COVID started right you know I heard all the the regular things of like, I don't mean channeled it, uh, just heard in yeah. conversation in this very gigantic community of new age and spiritual and wellness, right? Like, yeah, we, right. It's huge, right? That's crazy to me. Everything, yeah. everything has a purpose, right. right? And, oh, well, anybody who's dying from COVID is dying because they chose that moment to leave. And, you know, and a lot of that shit, that was all stuff I had said over the years. Right. So I am guilty of all that I am looking at right now and recognizing doesn't serve us any longer. I don't know that those beliefs ever did. Right. So I'm waiting to hear that about yesterday's right. shooting and murder of 19 children, at least 19 at this point. 
and to adults, right? I'm just waiting for those, oh, well, those beings incarnated to be murdered during that event. No. Right. That no, does I mean, not and totally, me. I guess, yeah, it's just, there is that element that it's not real, but to feel safe in your concept of reality, because that's all anyone can choose is to have things have a reason. And I think that's also like presupposed or whatever on the idea that like trauma and fighting and hatred and all that stuff tips something that there is something to be tipped, which there isn't. And I guess I've only ever heard you really say that it's, you know, people like, well, to get fire, you need air whatever it, you know you to get one you need the other but you I don't think that's true like think you know what I mean like it doesn't yes. well I think that is true right to make right. fire you need a combination <laughs> right. of those elements right that's true but then you don't have to use that fire to burn down a forest and a whole community right, right. we gain nothing from that but the death and suffering of those people's lives whether they literally die in it or their lives are destroyed by wildfire. Yeah, I realized during COVID, we are stuck in a loop of suffering. At some point, we became stuck in this broken record syndrome. I can say that to you and you know what that means, right? (laughs) There's so many people right now that don't, right? Broken record syndrome. So for those of you who didn't play records, if there was a scratch on the record, the needle would skip right back to the same place again and again and again. And this is what we've done with suffering, right? We started to lull ourselves into some ideology that suffering served a purpose for evolution. Right. Suffering only begets more suffering. Right. Well, I've I feel excuse, just, me, excuse me one second. Oh, yeah. my, one of my dogs needs to enter my room. That's fair. <laughs> it's Teddy. I figured Hi, it would Teddy. be Teddy. He's going to jump oh, on the couch hey, and Teddy. <laughs> enjoy. Teddy's my often my channeling interview assistant. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. My, my assistant's sleeping on the floor. Um, but uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but I guess. Um, yeah, I, I ended with suffering begets more suffering. Oh, it's right. not it is not the agent for change. We right. want to believe it is. Well, I, I agree with you completely about this broken record kind of thing, because I feel like I got trapped in this broken record of like healing trauma mm-hmm. where I, all I'm doing is like mm-hmm. finding new pieces of it and examining it and just like keep on restoking the fire again I don't know why that keeps on coming up but it's just like I'm just stuck in this not in a positive healing way there's no growth to it it's just like constantly finding and as much as I try and get out of it um I guess I haven't like found my power in it or something or do you know what what's going on why are you stuck (laughs) in this cycle I'm I can't get out of it yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, right? And it, I think there's a point in the healing process. Right? I, like, I'm a huge fan of healing and yeah. examination <laughs> huge of- Huge fan right here. <laughs> right, <laughs> examination yeah. of trauma yeah. and clearing of that trauma to facilitate moving on in our lives in a more empowered way, right? And then there's this point, and I think this is what you're talking about, where the illusion 
becomes that you are gaining some kind of level of power or empowerment while stuck in your trauma, right? It's right. And then it's like you're sitting in the mud, navel gazing, right? Where it becomes very internally um, obsessive. Yeah. And well, it's addictive. It's it, addiction. That's exactly the it's word a, I did. It's another use, form it's of addiction. An addiction. Totally. I'm addicted to it. And I think you said, you just said this, and I'd really like you to talk about this because I think that this is the piece that nobody teaches you how to do and is is how you clear it. I think that that's, I'm not clearing it. I'm noting it. I'm intellectually making lists after it, like, oh, that's because of this and that's because of this, but I'm not releasing any mm. of it. Do you, like, can you talk about Yeah, that? two things. Yeah, yeah, two things. One, uh, it, it can't be mental. It has to be emotional. That's right? not fair. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> it's, the, it's the most challenging piece of it to yeah. sit and feel. Yes. The grief, the anger, right? And then there has to be appropriate release of those emotions, whether it be through crying, yelling, screaming, right? Moving the body. I find physical movement to be exceptional for me in helping to, to move those emotions up, bring them up, move them out, right? Yeah. And also the use of creative expression, right? Yeah. So for you, Bonnie, that's, that's key, right? Yeah. But the other piece, this is the one that I don't think gets talked about nearly enough. Healing is a lifelong journey. There is no end to it. So let go of trying to find an end point. Put yourself in a state of peace that, ah, this is just going to be ongoing. Because then you're not going to come at it like it's a homework assignment, right? right? That yeah. you need to complete and get an A on. And then you can move on and have your happy life. Because that's just not how we operate. It's lifelong. That's incredible incredible to hear I think that that's I, I mean I don't know if I'm like other people I just imagine I am and that if I talk about it, it will help someone somewhere um but I just yeah for me I I like things to be quick uh, <laughs> I like things to be black and white I like it to be good bad I it just that's just, I don't know, it's because I'm a Virgo, whatever it is, I like it to be like specific, clear, concise, and move on. And I think you're right, is finding some sort of peace in the idea that it, it doesn't get done. It's just, it's just is, and it can be maybe even like beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, <laughs> it can yeah. be beautiful somehow, maybe. And this um, is the piece of it I'm feeling today. Yes. Right doesn't mean I'll be feeling this tomorrow or the next day, but sure enough, I'll feel it again at some point. But what you'll notice is your experience of feeling it will change. This is how our evolution happens now along the healing spectrum. Uh, so I'll just speak about myself personally. You know, what used to take me days or weeks to feel know about then right you put the mental body in play and create story and identify as you've been doing and and then process and move through well now sometimes only takes me a few minutes wow okay that's so interesting and I then mean, yeah. and that's how we also observe our own growth 
right. is through replaying the same, right? So this is not suffering is good. There's a benefit to suffering, right? This is just how it is, right? Right, <laughs> right? is how it is. Yeah. yeah, that's so cool. So I guess, and I mean, I've just watched you this, not that everyone that ha comes on here, I have to agree with politically or environmentally or whatever, but I've just watched you and agreed with everything you said like this whole time. <laughs> and I guess, I mean, I just, again, awkward question, but it's like, how do you, I feel like you do it in such a graceful way, but how do you move through this, these times and like yesterday and um, it, I can't even say like the words of what happened and how the do you- murder, The murder of 19 children using automatic weapons by a child himself yeah he's 18 right not that that makes him any less of a perpetrator or a criminal but i think that piece needs to be talked about as well um yesterday i i found personally initially right i come at everything both as nora the human and then nora the healer the guide right because that's just who I am in the world. So Thank first, you. yeah, I found that I had zero words I wanted to say about it. Nothing came. So I often use social media as a way to just kind of help support what I'm putting out there. So I just posted an image of a candle with no words, no nothing, right? That was all I could do. So when you ask that question, how do you move through this? Be very genuine to what you are capable of in the moment. If all you can do is sit without words, then do that and feel. And then um, I slowly took in pieces of information and found if it was too much, then I would step away. So that's something else, I think, especially for people, for any of us who know ourselves to be sensitive. And all that means, I mean, we're all sensitive, right? Yeah. There's not a human who is not sensitive. But when I refer to the sensitives, it's those of us who say, oh, yeah, I'm sensitive, right? Yeah. And I understand how that affects me. Right. Totally. I, I think that's really good advice, too, is like, just going back to like 2020, it was like, I think a lot of us got not addicted, but just so used to so being drenched in yeah. bad news that we didn't feel our limits. Um, so now we're like, not really aware of it. And I, I guess that's a part of it is like, is it okay to go about it slowly and you're saying it is yes absolutely i think for personal health and well-being now if you're able to go more quickly and don't feel compassion fatigue or overwhelmed by it then great right you have to really know yourself so each of us operate differently as, and we operate differently based on the circumstance we're dealing with because something may be much more personally triggering for you than it is for me based on our own, our own personal right. experiences here as Bonnie and Nora, right? And then everything we bring from all our other lifetimes as well. So uh, that was all I pretty much did yesterday was I just sat with my feelings about it. And, I, and then at some point later on, I started to feel able to run some more love through my body, right? So when I work energetically in supporting situations like this or anything else. I have to tend to myself first, right? And this is true for all of us. If we don't tend to ourselves, we're basically trying to heal 
from an empty well. Yeah, I can feel your strength. Like it's so interesting to be able to feel that um, first. And then I feel all the other stuff, but your, your strength and your um, taking care of yourself mm. is, is such an interesting, it feels so good to be around. I think people should know that too, is like, as it maybe might seem like a selfish thing or whatever, but it's not. It's like the most considerate, kind thing you can do is be strong within yourself when approaching these things. So I thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yes, I yeah. call it r radical self-care. It yeah. has become a necessity for us all because we are no good to one another if we have not first fortified ourselves, right? Yeah. And it takes very little time often to fortify ourselves, right? So that's the first. Yeah. So for me, it's just a simple meditation, energy exercise, whatever you want to call it, of I inhale golden light into my crown and my heart and exhale it first throughout my body, just supporting and loving myself. And I do that for a few breaths until I start to feel better, right? Mm -hmm. Which for me is centered, a little more peaceful and full. I start to feel full, like, okay, I'm, yeah. I've absorbed it. I've got it. I've got that support from within. It doesn't make the grief go away. It doesn't make the anger go away or the powerlessness. It just makes it easier to deal with those feelings. I'm no longer overwhelmed by right. those emotions. Then once I feel full, I, I notice when the chakra points in the palms of my hands activate. So I'm a Reiki master. So this is part of Reiki. Yeah. But you don't have to even be attuned to Reiki to do this, right? This is available to all of us because we all have energy points in the palms of our hands. Think about the first thing you want to do when you come across someone who's hurting. You want to grab them, <laughs> touch right. them, hug them, right? Put your hands on them. So I notice when, when that fullness happens here and then I start to let that energy run into the palms of my hands and then I continue to run it through my body and then out. So I'm not pulling from my own storehouse of energy, right? Mm -hmm. I'm continuing to be a channel for that support. And that's really what I like to call it. I don't even like to call it higher energy any longer because that implies there's someplace better, right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Same with the guides, right? I'm using the term support staff now for my- That's awesome. <laughs> my I love guides, that. Right? <laughs> because we've created all these ridiculous hierarchical stories with our guides. And, you know, I have people come to me all the time worried that their guides are mad at them right? mm. and it just doesn't work that way they're yeah. here to, for us to lean back into well and it's so goofy to translate these <laughs> other things through our set of uh, our language that's like it's just so it must be so goofy yes um, but but we so, do the best that we can. And then yeah. there's one other piece, right? And I haven't gotten to this piece yet. So today I said some words on social media. I put a meditation out there publicly and, uh, you know, an intention and love for safety for anyone who is going to school today. And any parent dropping their child off, right? And any teacher heading off to work and anyone who's at risk because they're in a more vulnerable position in this reality. So I put that prayer out. 
But then the next piece is to be that love in action when it comes to legislation. Yeah. Right? We can't separate politics from our spirituality because they're interconnected. And as far as I'm concerned, your politics are your spirituality. Yeah. Right. It's your po political beliefs and what you support politically. That is a physical actualization of your spiritual belief system and spirituality. So then it's, you know, call your representatives, sign position, petitions, go demonstrate, you know, push the gun lobby uh, to crumble and fall. Right. Yeah. Get the guns out of our community. Yeah. Right. We can't stop at love and light running that through, it helps, but that's meant to support our physical action in this world then as activists, spiritual activists. Yeah, totally. Do you feel that, I mean, I, personally, I feel like um, there's a something going on that although it seems like it's it's like three, one step forward, three steps backward, I, I, I feel and I can tell just by how much progress there's been in um, like uh, sexuality and gender in the last 20 years. It's just like on every TV show and every, it's not, right? it's not hidden. It's, oh, uh, I, you know, I and know. it's like incredible. And I, yeah. I just can tell that that's the first step and it might be three steps back, but I can tell that in a certain amount of time, it's, it's, it's changing. I can just feel it yes. and not, not that there isn't bad things happening, but I think, with this particular thing of, even though like, I feel like in a hundred years, there will be a loving, understanding community vibe thing of people being their true selves because there isn't this patriarchal stupid shit of you're supposed to be like this, you're supposed to be like that. That just doesn't seem futuristic to me at all. Exactly. Like, yes. um, but this gun thing, do you like do you have any this violence thing I mean I think they're connected but what do you what do you feel about like how are we gonna it's just through politics I, I think it I, you know the thing I'm aware of when I the gun issue is so it's it's so challenging because um you know because of the second amendment yeah and well, people, the misinterpretation of the second yeah amendment, right I mean yeah, I'm sorry, but like people we've had, I'm sorry to anyone that's listening that has done this, but we've had posters that people put guns on, like even whatever, I was going to say the little cute one, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's just, and we're like, we can't, I can't have, yeah. gun, like, there's no gun. No, I'm a, I'm a pacifist, right? Yeah. I am uh, radically opposed to guns yeah. and war. And I, I don't understand how, um, anybody like I but what's interesting Bonnie you know yeah. I've seen a lot of this over the last couple of years spiritual warfare right we're in a spiritual war that's all that QAnon stuff they use right. that language a lot yeah so there's so many distortions but I see it even from people who are not have not fallen into those kinds of conspiracy theories still using the term spirit we're at us we're in a spiritual war it's it's so embedded in our ideology yeah. to war and fight, right? And how we heal it. I mean, I think for me, as I look at it, right, so I'm, it's, it's got to start with ending uh, all kinds of childhood abuse. 
Yeah. It's a huge factor in yeah. creating monsters. Totally. Who then want to gun down children from their own pain. And I'm not saying this is a mental illness issue, right? Because the truth is, in the United States, we have the gun deaths we have because it's legal to have guns in our country. There are plenty of mentally ill people in other countries who do not go gun down children because they don't have access to guns, right? So they are two separate issues. And while mental illness contributes to what we're seeing, it's not the cause. The cause right. is this obsession with guns. I mean, yeah. it's phallic. If you want to really go there as we're yeah. talking about it, it's a phallic symbol of power. And as the patriarchy is crumbling, which it is, as you said, right, it is inevitable that we are evolving into a browner, witchier, <laughs> gender fluid, sexually yeah. fluid <laughs> yeah. human collective. It's inevitable. And the white male patriarchy is losing their fucking minds <laughs> yeah language. yeah and no. that's running through our collective consciousness and it's and it's part of the support of the gun lobby yeah right? so maybe that do you feel like that's like blistering the like fear of losing their yeah grip oh, is like yeah. blistering up uh, absolutely yeah yes they are hanging on right like yeah. to their illusion of power while it's slipping through their fingers which is creating more fear and yeah. if those fears aren't tended to which they're so clearly not in so many of these beings yeah well also, the manifestation is violence and how many of them not them us whatever but how many of them are keep on getting caught for having hidden sexual things it's like if there wasn't stuff that had to be hidden none of this would happen yes and and it's like it's not just like people on one side are doing oh, dirty that's right. things it's like everyone if we were just allowed to be who we were yep. um one's one part of it there's many parts but it's it's just so that need to hold on to that power and hide part of yourselves is yes. just, I don't like. It's exhausting it's and terrifying exhausting. Yeah. and causes fragmentation of the self, yeah. which then leads, you know, and then the other piece is money, right? You yeah. can't talk about guns and violence without including the money piece and capitalism and the gun lobby and our, the fact that our elections are not free in this country. You know, I worked on both of Bernie Sanders' campaigns. So I'm really well, I'm really familiar with how yeah. that money piece works. Right. And you need an excessive amount of money to run a campaign in this country right now with the way things that are set up. And then there's no regulation on corporate influence, right? And or lobby influence with yeah. uh, Citizens United, right? That went out the door. So what has to be addressed is get getting rid of the guns, but also moneyed interest in politics. Yeah, it's bonkers. And this is me. my spiritual belief system, right? Yeah. Like, no, I what's think... a channel doing talking about, hello, no. you can't separate any of it out. This is it. I'm talking yeah. to anybody who might be having that thought. Okay, I was like, no, <laughs> I, I believe it. No, 100%. <laughs> I guess one thing... Um, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought because I'm just like, that makes so much sense to me. It's just the same thing as like your, 
so clearly is your dollar what you spend your money on is your spiritual belief too like yes where you put your and that's the only way you can really yes not the only way but it's a very strong way to follow your beliefs but oh i guess maybe it's um i don't want to keep you too long but i do want to talk about um that uh what you do and what you like just how you um do you do monthly or what is it exactly again that you do um because i Yes, please tell me. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I am both a direct voice channel and an intuitive, right? So I do both. So right now I haven't been direct voice channeling. I've been translating a little bit, right? So I've been hearing (laughs) some things and weaving them in as Nora and then also using my own intuition as we've been talking and then just also what Nora knows. Yeah. So I'm 55 years old. I I have seen and felt and experienced a lot at this point. I've you been look doing... like you're eight. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Wow, so interesting that you said eight. That was such an important year for me. Oh, and really? Yeah, it was a year that my entire reality changed as a child from uh, the illusion of happy Midwestern family, traditional middle income to disaster right no I'm glad you said that though because um I've been doing a lot of work with that aspect of myself oh can you talk about or in what way yeah I've been writing I've been doing a lot of writing right now as I've been congratulations thank you that's a tough and amazing one so yeah I don't know what will happen with that writing right now I'm doing it for me as an exercise yeah healing right um but who knows? I, I do like to clearly use my voice and be out there. So <laughs> my blog is pretty filled right now yeah. with a lot of other things, but this, this is still private and personal. Yeah. Um, what I do. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so. Well, I just feel like people are starting to hear, like, I don't know exactly who listens to this, but I imagine it's the range because this yes. isn't a UFO only or psychic. Yes. It's, it's everything. So I think yes. And musicians. So I think some people are starting to hear about UFOs and ETs being real for the first time. Mm. And I think the fact that um, some people might not know exactly where to go, um, but they maybe feel in themselves that they want to hear what these um, other beings, particularly the ones that you channel, who have such a bright, joyful or I don't know, kind way about them. So I just feel like if you can tell people so they know. Absolutely. Yes, I work work with the Pleiadian Collective. So these beings are not embodied. They are light beings, a collective consciousness, kind of a, a perspective on the universe. And as my knowing shifts and changes, my channeling shifts and changes, right? I start to access other awarenesses that contrast sometimes with what I've shared in the past or that expand on what I've shared. And that's just kind of natural human growth. So I also work then with Yeshua. I see that as a collective being as well. And then the fairies. Yeah. The fairies are very, very present in my work. So when I say fairy, I'm talking about fifth dimensional and sixth dimensional beings that are gigantic in their expression of love and energy and joy and creative expression that we see reflections of on this planet at times in third dimensional form, right? So my work isn't specifically with embodied extraterrestrials, 
but I okay. certainly have shared information about those kinds of beings and those experiences. I work in a couple of different ways. I do private sessions. So I see a limited number of private clients um, every month. And then I do at least one group transmission a month, but usually two. So like next month in June, I'll be doing my regular Tuesday night transmission, which is at 5 p.m. Pacific time on the first Tuesday of every month. But then I'll also be doing a summer solstice uh, oh, cool. transmission. Yeah, on the 21st at 12 p.m. Pacific time. And people come to me for everything, right? Because they come for information about their past lives or their experiences and other realities and dimensions and their galactic origins and all that kind of information, right? But then they also come to me for help with their lives yeah. on earth. Because again, this is where we are. This is what's primary, right? So relationship experiences and work experiences. And oh, I have so many musicians and actors and artists, et cetera, as clients, right? Because people who are expressing themselves creatively tend to want to explore beyond more traditional therapies. And at the same time, I'm a huge supporter of traditional therapy. I think yeah. therapy is fantastic. It, was uh, life-saving for me when I was younger, certainly. Yeah, that I'm so glad that I got to talk to you today. I, I like, it's just so cool when you follow <laughs> your intuition and it leads you to the exact right person yeah. on the exact right date. Um, I'm so, so, so glad that I got to talk to you and that you got to share this stuff. Because like I said, at the beginning, I was like, I, I felt like, we maybe shouldn't maybe there wouldn't be something to learn but that I think by doing it um that's a lesson is that there's always something to learn and and I like that you said to do it you know it's just to do it at your own pace um and everything else and just thank you so much for everything you said I'm so excited to listen to this <laughs> like you're just the best I love you so much um <laughs> Thank but, you so yeah, much too, Bonnie. I, I love you so much too. You know, it's interesting because yesterday I thought, wow, if I had this interview scheduled today, there's no way I'd be able to do it. Yeah. Right? That was where I was at yesterday. And I thought I'll get up in the morning and see how I am. Right. So this is also part of my process. That's so I cool. I didn't write you yesterday and say, oh, I can't do it. Right. Right. <laughs> because it, it wasn't the day we were doing it. And when I got up today, I said, yeah. I absolutely want to do this and I want to talk about what happened and yeah, that's I want to be a system of support. And there's one other piece of, yeah. and this goes to the suffering piece. And this is something that I've really, really been pushing. Um, so suffering is not needed for evolution. It's not good. It's not necessary. Love is always the thing that causes us to evolve. It's always love. That's right? so cool. Because typically that will, is what comes after the suffering, you find more love right. and then use that love to grow or to help others, right? So we're, we just are getting to the point where we can cut out the suffering piece and just yeah. go right to love. I mean, that makes so much sense, even as exampled by yesterday, something happened and you waited till you found the love in the situation. Um, yes. I think that's yes. an awesome message. Um, and I will leave or I will put all of your links and such. Mm. Um, but is there anything else you would like to tell 
the people and the not people and the animals and everybody listening. <laughs> um, that you are love incarnate. I think that that's, you know, love, we experience love in two ways. We experience love as the foundation of our existence, who we are and who everything is. And then we experience it as an emotional state as well. Um, but the emotional state of love is really a combination of so many different emotions, right? Excitement and joy and mm -hmm. happiness and anxiety sometimes, <laughs> right? You think about that in love feeling. I think it's really important to remember that when you start to really integrate that truth, I am love and feel that truth in your body, especially the lower part of the body, the, you know, the heart all the way down to the soles of the feet. I am love incarnate. That facilitates an ability to stay grounded, stay in the body, begin to operate more and more as that loving being, that truth that you are love in the world, which allows you then to become more empowered and take actions towards creating a more loving reality for yourself and everyone else. Thank you. I really needed to hear that. Thank you so much. Thank um, you. Well, thank you for coming and hope to get you back on here soon. Anytime. Okay, <laughs> I love bye. you, Bonnie. Bye.